You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. Tonight we have come in our reading of the Psalms to Psalm 32. And Psalm 32 is, especially at the beginning, one of these psalms that I sometimes like to call gospel psalms uh, because, well, we know this from the New Testament. This uh, psalm is quoted as part of the gospel, not just as a part of the gospel, but as uh, in Romans 4, after the Apostle Paul spent three chapters explaining the need of all the world for the gospel, and then he explains in Romans 4 and 5, uh, salvation by faith using Abraham as an example, the uh, other thing he quotes besides Genesis, Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed God has reckoned him as righteousness. The other passage he quotes is this one. So in laying out the most foundational things of the gospel, this psalm is quoted. So let's read it. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts, or possibly imputes, depending on the translation, who counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you. I did not cover my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Say law, that's a word that means take a pause. So pause when you think about forgiveness. Pause earlier in verse 4 when you think about the Terrible effects of sin. Verse 6. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely, in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Again, the pause, say law. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be uh, curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked. But steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright of heart. So we can see the great contrast between the way of forgiveness and the way of sin. Everyone's, like Paul said in Romans, everyone sins. But some deal with it by taking it to God, confessing it. And asking God to forgive. So in verse 1, blessed, here's a beatitude for you. Blessed is the one whose transgression 
is forgiven. Amen. There's the great blessing of God. You're forgiven. And then there's another slightly different figure. Your sin is covered. Now there's two coverings here. There's the good covering of verse 1, that God covers it. That God takes care of it. But then there was the bad covering of verse 5. I acknowledge my sin to you. I did not cover my iniquity. See, we don't try to cover it ourselves. What happens if you try to cover your own sin? When God covers it, great blessing. When we cover it, it remains. And that stench is with us. That putrefaction, that terribleness is with us. Instead, he says, I confess. Then verse 2, again, another beatitude. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord does not count iniquity. So we've changed slightly from forgiveness to an accounting term that we don't have the debt of sin counted or imputed to us. And so uh, that's the problem. We have sin on our account. We need it to be taken off our account. And so, you know, we find when it comes to forgiveness, which is probably the most common way we describe this whole thing of God taking care of our sins. But even here, there's three different figures. There's forgiveness, there's covering, and there's not counting or not imputing. And so we have these uh, uh, different ways, these, again, motifs or metaphors or figures to talk about this. And they're not alone. They're not the only ones. Uh, we, we can talk about pardon. Uh, we can talk about redemption. We can talk about ransom. So getting someone out of slavery, getting someone... Uh, out of a kidnapping situation, getting somebody, uh, 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 you know, the sentence commuted or, or pardoned. Uh, we could also talk about justification, which is a legal term. Uh, we could also talk about it in a family metaphor, being adopted. Uh, we have uh, all of these. We have, um, again, this financial of impute or count. So we've got all these different ways of it's talking about God taking care of our sin. That God takes care of our sin. And what a blessing this psalmist says. When God doesn't count, when God takes away, when God forgives our sin. Verses 3 and 4 was the horrors and the terrible effects when that sin weighs us down and that sin is kept with us. But in verse 5, we acknowledge it and we confess it. And in verse 6, the godly ones should all offer prayer. Offer prayer while it's time to do it. Don't wait until punishment's coming. Do it while there's still time. And so what we find is God's steadfast love down in verse 10 is for those who do this. In Romans 4, this is where how this is used in a directly in the gospel context. This is how Paul lays out the hope of the gospel. What shall we say then? that Abraham has gained, our forefather according to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Then quotes Genesis 15. Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as what's due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, His faith is counted as righteousness, just as David speaks, and we just read what David says, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom the Lord counts righteousness 
apart from works. So he counts us as righteous, not in works, but in faith in Jesus. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not take to account his sin. So we're counted as righteous. We're counted as innocent. The sin is covered up. The lawless deeds are forgiven. And so this is the great hope of the gospel. Uh, We have this, as we find out from the book of Romans, in Christ. And only in him, as Paul would tell the Corinthians, Christ is our righteousness. David spoke about that in the Old Testament looking forward. Paul quotes it in the New Testament saying, what a blessing it is. And it's a counting of us as innocent because of forgiveness and the covering of sin. So what a wonderful psalm. A psalm we should at least, especially the first verses, be familiar with because of the book of Romans. All right, so if that's the blessing you need, then we know that the way to avail yourself of that is through Christ. If you need to confess him, or confess sins to return, we offer the invitations we stand. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available online at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.